0: Welcome to The Cyberman Show, a place that makes you smarter about Cyberverse. Be it cybersecurity, cloud, emerging tech, startups, or ideas, we have it all. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. So today I'll talk about key events in cybersecurity that happened in September 2023. Uh, It's hard to cover everything, but I have... uh, categorize the key events in acquisition incidents advisories etc and any new reports that are that i've uh, read or heard about so let's start with acquisitions Uh, so the the biggest acquisition in september is cisco buying splunk in a 28 billion dollar deal so this is huge Uh, splunk is a popular product and their main use case is analytics so uh, typically uh, organizations deploy splunk software and there are also open source versions or, or the freeware versions available you can deploy the software on your system and capture data do some analytics and if you buy the commercial version you can do more you can deploy more use cases you can enable ml etc okay the major use cases that they address are infrastructure monitoring observability Application performance management and on cyber security they do The same use case uh, using the Splunk enterprise security uh, They have a, a product for SOAR security orchestration automation and response. This came from their acquisition of Splunk uh, uh, Years back, they have the Splunk machine control which is a unified uh, workbench for threat detection investigation and response Cisco on the other hand Already offers networking products, security products, collaboration products, computing platform, application performance, etc. Okay. So Cisco is the biggest networking player to my understanding uh, that is deployed at all major enterprises as well as government worldwide. So they have a large customer base globally. Now with the acquisition... What potentially Cisco can do with Splunk and this is just my ideas is build a stronger analytics layer. So they already have the gear in place. Uh, which is capturing telemetry or data from the organization. And by adding Splunk to that stack they will have better observability. Uh, although Cisco has its own product. So I do see some overlap especially on the APM side. Uh, Cisco owns a company called AppDynamics. Uh, and... Uh, Definitely, that means is there is some uh, uh, conflict or overlap that's there. They also are building a XDR platform uh, as they declared in the RSA conference uh, earlier this year. And I'm sure the Splunk's SIEM and SOAR will help them uh, with that story. Okay, So on the security side, I, I hardly see any overlaps. But on, on the infrastructure side and application uh, side there is definitely some overlap so let's see how Cisco does it now it takes years to combine sales engineering uh, and and product roadmaps okay so that is yet to be seen in my past experience with all the organizations that I've worked with uh, sometimes uh, it takes uh, time to integrate things you will have to kill some products you have to you know make new roadmap maybe to come up with new uh, Uh, feature set new product with this synergy so what the future holds is yet to be seen but this is uh, definitely very interesting okay now splunk uh, to my understanding does a revenue of four billion dollars and they cisco acquired it in 28 billion dollar so uh, it's going to take some time for them to definitely recover this uh, investment okay the second big acquisition is crowdstripe CrowdStrike is, has declared that they are going to acquire Bionic. Now Bionic works in a space called uh, application security posture management and they use an agentless approach to collect op- op- all application artifacts to give complete visibility into each service dependency and data flow. So essentially they have APIs and they query application runtime environments to understand what is the application inventory what is the application security posture how are the api uh, talking so api security any security misconfiguration application data privacy and application resiliency posture okay so crowdstrike already has cloud security uh, platform so apart from their most popular edr xdr platform uh, they are uh, uh, They've they've released that, uh, uh, they have said in the press release that they are going to offer Bionic as a independent offering, uh, which will be completely integrated or fully integrated into the uh, Falcon Cloud Security story. Okay, uh, my personal view is that eventually this will uh, become CNAp. So this is CrowdStrike's uh, one step closer to this entire CNAp story. Uh, as I'm observing, uh, CNAp players which were earlier focused on cloud runtime or uh, and cloud workload protection are also looking into building application security use cases so started with uh, DevSecOps uh, then software configuration analysis uh, supply chain risks uh, etc and now application security uh, all that will come okay so I think CrowdStrike uh, uh, is making a step in that direction again integration Uh, same thing let's see how it integrates Uh, integration in terms of offering hey one company providing multiple products makes sense but let's see what kind of intelligence can be shared by these two products that's where the real uh, magic happens can i embed application telemetry into cloud telemetry or can i uh, you know share data from cloud to application and make some decisions around that okay so it that we'll see in future the third acquisition is on the uh, uh, service provider side, which is an uh, Armour has acquired quantum security. Uh, quantum is based out of uh, Singapore. Uh, so Ar- Armour is an MDR provider, a managed detection and response provider, and they provide services for XDR and SOC, vulnerability management, risk management, and also uh, Armour cloud. Uh, quantum security is a service provider that provides services around cloud automation, and this acquisition is aimed at enhancing Armors' capabilities, cloud uh, security, and IT risk. So, this mm-hmm. is going to augment Armors' MDR capabilities. And moving into cloud detection and response. Okay. The last acquisition for today would be WatchGuard, uh, buying a company called SciGlass. So, WatchGuard is, is a player that has use cases around network security, identity security, and multi factor authentication. Also, they secure Wi-Fi, and they have products for endpoint security. Uh, however, there are major businesses from network security, to my understanding, SkyGlass on the other hand offers a extended cloud defense uh, product that uh, protects hybrid cloud and uh, or, as well as network uh, threat surfaces with a hun- single hundred percent cloud native AI driven solution. So, this will augment watchguard capabilities. So those were the acquisitions. The second part today is let's talk about incidents. So uh, ransomware which is you know the most common incident category these days uh, there is a recent incident a large company called McLaren Healthcare they are one of the largest healthcare systems in Michigan they have confirmed a ransomware attack and it is put, it has potentially impacted patient data and has caused disruption in their computer network. In terms of Breaches, uh, multiple breaches have been reported. So, the world uh, baseball softball configuration WBSC they left uh, uh, data repository open and uh, that led to an exposure of around 50,000 files which were highly sensitive in nature. Okay, so by the way, for those people who don't know, WBSC is the world's governing body for. Baseball, softball, and baseball five. They are headquartered out of Switzerland. They were established in 2013 and has 141 countries as members located across Asia, Europe, Americas, uh, Africa, and Oceania. On June 5th, uh, the researchers discovered a misconfigured AWS bucket storing around uh, uh, 48,000 files, and uh, this misconfiguration essentially exposed the repository content. This Misconfigured AWS bucket also had copies of around 4,600 national passport which means these can potentially lead to identity theft as passport contains uh, personal details. Okay. The second breach is around a corporate called uh, Johnson's Control International. They suffered a ransomware attack uh, that impacted their operations and its subsidiaries. And uh, this company essentially provides HVAC, heating, ventilation and air conditioning business uh, for building automation fire and security systems and components for energy management okay now the the threat actors who are behind this incident have also uh, claimed that they have stolen over 27 terabyte of corporate data and encrypted the company's Mm -hmm. VMware ESXi virtual machines during the attack they first breached their Asia offices and uh, then the ransomware targeted the VMware ESXi servers Uh, the actor Mm -hmm. who's behind it is as claimed by one of the security researchers Gamil Ali uh, he speculated that the victim uh, that the actor behind this victim is dark angels team extortion group that has developed a new variant of the this their linux ransomware and the ransomware group is demanding a 51 million dollar to provide a decryptor and this was confirmed by the malware hunter team researchers so they posted some uh, screenshots on their twitter handle okay Another incident is uh, a cybersecurity company called Darkbeam left an Elasticsearch and in Kibana interface unprotected and that exposed records from previously reported and non reported data breaches. So, this company is essentially into domain of digital risk protection. They do brand monitoring, they search uh, dark web for any social uh, exposures, and this particular ex- exposure uh, led to uh, billion records being exposed okay. This includes collection of login pairs of email and passwords and uh, It provides essentially limitless capabilities to the malicious actors on what they can do uh, Which is you know what potentially they can create uh, phishing campaigns and target uh, the end users with uh, using this personal information contained in the breach Uh, Also the largest crypto hack of this year mixing network uh, which is in a Hong Kong based crypto firm behind a free fast and decentralized network for transferring digital assets announced that it has suffered a 200 million dollar heist so they announced this earlier and then they uh, posted this on uh, Twitter and that third actors had access to the database of mixing networks cloud service provider uh, stealing some assets on the main network and then the company suspended deposits and withdrawals immediately after the uh, discovery of this breach on, in September. Uh, so this is not new. Uh, last few crypto breaches have been uh, uh, Atomic Wallet, $100 million. Coins $37.3 million. Alphapo, $60 million. com, $41 million. And the North Korea-linked APT group Lazarus was behind these incidents. This this is around 250 or million dollars worth of crypto assets okay and i've covered multiple other breaches that happened last year also uh, and Lazarus has been uh, possibly behind most of these breaches okay now on the uh, nation state side what are the nation state uh, specific uh, breaches i've heard about so one fbi has been warning uh, that energy sectors are likely to see an increase in uh, attacks. And uh, Chinese nation hackers could be behind it. So they've released the advisory, and also a Chinese threat actor stole around 60,000 emails from U.S. State Department in Microsoft uh, server breach. Okay, so the State Department officials who were targeted were working in uh, East Asia, uh, the Pacific, and Europe, and approximately 60,000 unclassified emails were exfiltrated as part of the breach. Now the report also claims that no classified systems were hacked and agency itself did not make any attribution but they said that they don't doubt the attribution made by Microsoft. So Microsoft had been researching this okay. So in July Microsoft announced that it had mitigated an attack conducted by a China linked threat actor uh, called as Tom 0558 which targeted customer emails and this actor was behind government agencies invested in Europe and were they were observed conducting cyber espionage, data theft, and credential access attacks. These attacks were reported by customers on uh, June 16, 2023. And eventually, Microsoft researchers discovered that the threat actor gained access to customer email accounts using Outlook web access in Exchange Online and Outlook.com by forging authentication tokens to access user emails. The investigation revealed that the attack began on 15th. May 2023, when the threat actor gained access to email accounts affecting approximately 25 organizations, including government agencies, as well as related consumer accounts of individuals likely associated with these organizations. Okay, so you might have realized this uh, nation states are, are tar- trying to target all the countries because of geopolitical reasons, or at least the relevant countries that they have some sort of ties. Uh, with okay. Uh, on the vulnerability and exploit side two interesting vulnerabilities were uh, exposed one the first one is the, there is a critical bug uh, that was reported in the WSFTP software that's uh, provided by progress software. Now this product is really popular WSFTP is used by around 40 million people globally. And al- although progress has already remitted the vulnerabilities and issued uh, specific hot fixes for these products. Okay. Now this vulnerability allows attackers to get uh, access to the affected system using a remote code ex- execution RCE uh, based vulnerability. The second one is a critical zero day vulnerability has been reported in all versions of XML transfer agent that can let unauthenticated attackers gain remote code execution on internet exposed servers okay so two, two vulnerabilities on similar nature uh, uh, of similar nature rce okay but what i found very interesting is a company called operations zero this company is a russia based zero day purchase platform uh, that pays for offensive security research and products so i, I knew about such companies but uh, this You know, they are more uh, exposed now as companies like this always have been there. But, you know, they are more public in nature these days. Okay. So, going back to Operation Zero, what they have done is they are providing an amount of from $200,000 to up to $20 million for providing zero-day vulnerabilities on iOS and Android. Okay. So, they have increased payouts for top-tier mobile exploits. This company was founded in 2022 by Sergei Zelenik. Uh, my apologies uh, if there was a mistake in how I pronounced his last name. He's a former researcher at, uh, he was a former researcher at Kaspersky Lab. This company specializes in the sale of zero-day exploits to both government bodies and private organization and you know these uh, kind of exploits are very popular. The surveillance market is is quite hot and uh, 0 Operation Zero's clients include Russian government agencies and private businesses. In April 2023, Operation Zero announced its expansion into the UAE market, seeking to attract new customers in Middle East, where the surveillance market is exploded. By the way, this is not the only companies in this domain. There are other companies, ZeroDum and Exodus Intelligence. In fact, Zero Dems exploit execution program offers up to 2.5 million dollars for zero click, zero-day flaws in Android devices and up to 2 million dollars in similar zero-day issues uh, affecting iOS devices. So, these companies definitely exist. So, if you are a great uh, zero-day researcher, please go ahead. I am not recommending. Okay. Uh, now, on the Hacktivism side, a pro-Russian hacker group, no name, is suspected to have launched a DDoS attack uh, that caused border checkpoint outages at several Canadian airports. So, the Canadian Border Service Agency confirmed this attack and they also confirmed that the attack impacted check-in chaos and electronic gate at airports. So, this is massive. CBSA was able to mitigate the attack after few hours and they confirmed on Tuesday that connectivity issues that affected kiosk and electronic gates at airports were the result of the DDoS from this group. Again geopolitical reasons. Mobile uh, specific threats. So a new campaign spreading xenomorph malware to Android users in the US and all over the world has been reported. So, Xenomorph malware was first in Feb 2022 and it was distributed via the Google official Google Play Store reaching over 50,000 installations. So the first version of this malware uh, banking specific malware was targeting 56 European banks and it steals information from the devices. Okay. The recent variant supports a new automated transfer system and framework and can now target over 400 banks and financial institutes across Spain, Turkey, Poland, US, Australia, Canada, Italy, India, Portugal, France, Germany and UAE. The ATS framework allows uh, operators to automate the exfiltration of credentials, check account balances, conduct transactions and steal money from target apps without a human interaction from an operator. Okay, and The actor that's supposedly behind this is called Hakoden Security Group, sorry, Hadouken Security Group. Okay. So, new banking malware, I remember my first... Uh, banking malware was uh, uh, Carbank and Zeus way back in 2008 maybe 9 okay and it has uh, evolved and it was focused on desktop and then eventually uh, malware uh, kids started to come in and you know they were focused on working in tan- in tandem uh, across mobile and desktop okay new advisory so NSA FBNC CISA have released a new cybersecurity information sh- sheet on defake threats this report is called contextualizing defake threats to organization and it provides an overview of synthetic media threats like defakes techniques and trends so if i get uh, enough time i'll definitely share notes on uh, what i've learned from this report with that i'm very thankful to the sources i keep going to multiple public blogs from various companies and i summarize uh, information or information of interest and i'm thankful to all these sources with that if you like the podcast uh, don't forget to share it and keep giving your feedback and uh, what you want to learn about with that thank you so much i'll see you next time